Hello and welcome back to Read This Next with Ruth and Nicole. Uh, this week we're doing a fun topic, um, survival. Uh, I do want to give a heads up though. We are in the same room, which is very exciting. <laughs> uh, but if the audio is a little bit more echoey than usual, that's why, because we're using one microphone. It's great. Yeah. And if we're not looking at the camera a whole lot, it's because we're so excited <laughs> to actually see each other. You know what's interesting though, is when I'm looking at us on Zoom, we both look like we're looking the same way, which is weird because yeah. Like, I'm looking to my left and you're looking to your right, but on Zoom it looks like we're both looking to our left. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know. It's the magic of technology. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we're doing survival books. Um, we have some that are YA and we have some that are adult. Um, I didn't, I don't think I included any, any juvenile, but I don't think I've read any of these. I actually haven't either. Yeah, they looked really good though. So when I say survival though, I, I tried to mostly pick survival in like the woods. Okay. Um, we've done hatchet before, so that's kind of the vibe we're going for. Um, because survival can really be like dystopian, psychological, but I wanted to be like, under the sea. In the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Preferably. In so, the bush or on the ocean, I think was the two. Heading into summer, we're heading into the bush, we're learning how to survive. Yes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall I kick it off with our first one? Yeah. So this one is Be Not Far From Me by Mindy McGinnis. Ashley knows this truth deep in her bones, more at home with trees overhead than a roof. So when she goes hiking in the Smokies with her friends for, for a night of partying, the falling dark and creaking trees are second nature to her. But people are not tame either. And when Ashley catches her boyfriend with another girl, drunken rage sends her running into the night, stopped only by a nasty fall into a ravine. Morning brings the realization that she's alone, a far off trail. Lost in undisturbed forest and with nothing but the clothes on her back, Ashley must figure out how to survive despite the red streak of infection creeping up her leg. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. That needs to get looked at. No kidding. I mean, presumably that's from falling into the ravine, but... Uh, that really, I think, will add some urgency to the situation. Yeah. She could be. And I think it's necessary when you've got a character who's already, like, confident yeah. in the woods that, like, no resources yep. other than your wits, basically, yep. and whatever, like, physical strength you have. And then not having, uh, like, having sort of um, an injury to set you back. Because yep. otherwise, like, she's probably too prepared. Yeah. She'd, she'd be, be able fine. to hike out. It wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah. She was clearly comfortable running out into. By herself. She's like, I'll be fine. Oh, no, my leg. <laughs> I mean, there was a little rage, so she might not have planned her run so well, hence the ravine fall. Smart, though, to not put that rage on the people, because I felt like that was where that was going to go. Yeah, and then that someone else was going to be in the ravine. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Agreed. Uh, this next one is a ocean one. Or ocean? Some sort of open water, uh, which is my biggest fear. This is called Adrift by Paul Griffin. Five teenagers, one boat, who will come back alive? Matt and his best friend, John, only come out to Mon Montauk. Montauk for the summer to make a little extra cash and then head back home. A seemingly basic plan for two guys from Queens. Then Matt meet, meets Triana. Because it's always about a girl, right? The girl leads to a party, the party leads to a boat, which leads to being adrift at sea with three rich kids who have no clue how to navigate a boat, let alone actually survive. Matt and John are used to creating 
instability and unstable situations, but Matt's busy falling in love at the worst possible time, and John can rub people the wrong way when he's focused on survival, which makes sense. <laughs> I would be focused on survival, too, yeah, to be honest be with like, you. Yeah, quit being ridiculous. We need to thrive. Focus. Yeah. Driana is trying to keep the peace, but her friends Jojo and Steph aren't making it easy. The longer they are out there, the lower everyone's reserves of mental and emotional strength are, which is a problem since the biggest mistakes can happen when people are tired and hungry and have no hope. How far will each of them go to survive, and what happens when old tensions and past ghosts rise to the surface? Hmm. Interesting, too, because, like, obviously we've got two sets of friends here, right? Mm -hmm. We've got the pair from Queens, and we've got the three girls. I'm going to say are the rich kids. Yeah, I'm assuming they're so. like based on the names. I'm thinking Jojo and Steph are probably yeah um, female as well. Although I did have a friend named Steph Co. Who's a guy in high school. There you go. So to, you know, Steph could be either as could Jojo, I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> ramble, ramble as one does on a sunny Tuesday morning. Um, yeah, interesting though. Like we don't know. There's no information on supplies. Yeah, I'm assuming they were just sort of going out. It just is a party. It, yeah, so. Yeah. They I might have nothing. I hope someone brought snacks. Hopefully. That uh, party without snacks is a bad party. It's always a mistake. <laughs> All righty. Next up, we have Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. My apologies, right. Anne. Um, <laughs> one summer morning, 12-year-old Edward Adler, his beloved older brother, his parents, and 183 other passengers board a flight in Newark headed for Los Angeles. Among them is a Wall Street wunderkind, a young woman coming to terms with an unexpected pregnancy, an injured vet returning from Afghanistan, a septuagenarian business tycoon, and a free-spirited woman running away from her controlling husband. And then tragically, the plane trashes, uh, crashes. Edward <laughs> It got trashed when it crashed. Um, <laughs> Edward is the sole survivor. So that's a hundred and seven, like a hundred and eighty-six people. Plus, yeah, there's nothing about other staff on the plane. Mm -hmm. Edward's story captures the attention of the nation, but he struggles to find a place for himself in a world without his family. He continues to feel that a piece of him has been left in the sky forever tied to the plane and all of his fellow passengers. But then he makes an unexpected discovery, one that will lead him to the answers of some of life's most profound questions. When you've lost everything, how do you find yourself? How do you discover your purpose? What does it mean not just to survive, but to truly live? So this is an interesting, like this is definitely a little bit more of a psychological yeah. survival. Like he survived the crash. I sort of anticipated that it was going to be him like, Surviving the woods style. for yeah 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 it's interesting though because the way that the description is written it makes it sound like they're going to show more of the before. other characters yeah, yeah I because think so they too. they're very specific with who's on the um, who are the sort of like featured yeah. passengers yeah so it almost feels like they're going to do a before and an after um, it could even be interspersed like there could be that memory component yeah. Yeah, we'll have, to see, we'll have to read it and find out. Yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. Uh, this next one is The Island uh, by Adrian McKinty. I really like the cover of this one. And if you'll notice, for I guess for the listeners, there's four maybe children, maybe two adults and two children 
running um, and you can see their reflection in the water below them in red, but one of the people is missing, which I think is great for, what's the word when you're not premonition? Like forecasting? Or... Yeah, there's a word for it though. Yeah. Oh. Hinting at, I guess. Um, Alluding to? That's not the word I'm looking yeah, There's for, a lot of really good right. words for where we're trying to go with this. I'll think of it later. Uh, okay. After moving from a small country town to Seattle, Heather Baxter marries Tom, a widowed doctor with a son, uh, with a young son and teenage daughter. A working vacation overseas seems to be the perfect, seems like the perfect way to uh, bring the new family together. But once they're deep in the Australian outback, the jet lagged and exhausted kids are so over their new mom. Yeah. With that, uh, when they discover remote Dutch island off limits to outside visitors, the family talks their way onto the ferry taking a chance on an adventure far from the reaches of iPhones and Instagram. But as soon as they set foot on the island, which is run by a tightly knit clan of locals, everything feels wrong. Then a shocking accident propels the Baxters from an unsettling situation into an absolute nightmare. When Heather and the kids are separated from Tom, they are forced to escape alone, seconds ahead of their pursuers. Now it's up to Heather to save herself and the kids, even though they don't trust her. The harsh bush line is filled with danger and the locals want her dead. Heather has been underestimated her entire life, but she knows that she can only uh, she knows that only she can bring her family home again and become the mother the children desperately need, even if it means doing the unthinkable to keep them alive. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Lots of drama. And I yeah. like that I feel I feel like this is a perfect um foreshadowing that yes. was the word i was looking for well and it's nice too though because like i think looking at the cover my first thought was dad's dead dad's yeah not making it but but we don't actually know that because we know they're separated mm -hmm. so i mean maybe he's having drinks on another island maybe maybe the yeah there's I a, there's a lot it, to find but <laughs> and it looks like it's much more focused on heather yeah um and that i reading like Looking through the description, um, it wasn't necessarily clear in the first little bit who was the protagonist in this. Because mm -hmm. it could have been Heather, it could have been Tom, it could have been one of the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it becomes pretty clear that she's our protagonist. Yeah. She's going to be the person we're rooting for, that her relationship with the kids will improve. Interesting dynamic, too. Yeah. Cool yeah. family dynamic. Okay, next up we have a map for Wrecked Girls by Jessica Taylor. And you know, it's funny, we didn't talk about the first few covers, and it's not that they weren't, like, good covers, but they weren't exciting covers, yeah, necessarily. Fine. I really like this one. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a fairly common style of cover right yeah. now, the sort of botanical behind the text. But and then I love with the word, with the botanicals, just coming out above the text in yeah. some spots. Yeah. And I mean, I love botanicals, so, like, beautiful <laughs> flowers, I'm here for it. Gorgeous. It is. Well, it, I mean, it's very lush looking, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping these wrecked girls are somewhere very interesting. Um, so, oh, and this is sitting at the edge of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Emma had always orbited Henri. I don't think you said the title. I did at the beginning. I'm at for wrecked girls. Yeah. See, I did that when I was filming with Laura last week. She was like, you need to say the title. And I was like, oh, no. I've been doing this Not for the title. Long. Uh, I can have it. I'm pretty sure I said it was a map. Yeah, it's fine. A map for wrecked girls in case we missed it. 
Um, so Emma had always orbited Henri, her fierce magnetic queen bee of an older sister. And the two had always been best friends until something happened that wrecked them. I trusted Henri more than I trusted myself. Wherever she told me to go, I'd follow. Then the unthinkable occurs, a watery nightmare off the dazzling coast. Oh, it sounds like there's somewhere really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The girls wash up on shore, stranded. Their only companion is Alex, a troubled boy agonizing over his own secrets. Trapped in this gorgeous hell, Emma and Alex fall together as Emma and Henri fall catastrophically apart. For the first time, I was afraid we'd die on this shore. To find their way home, the sisters must find their way back to each other. But there's no map for this or anything. Can they survive the unearthing of the past and the upheaval of the present? Mm. We've got romance. We've got some really difficult sibling dynamics. Mm. You know what's interesting? There's I, I keep thinking back to Hatchet, which is just, I think, quintessential survival book. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting when they are with a group of people, at least for the YA ones, it seems like there's a lot of romance in them. Where they're like, oh. There's, there, there's conflict because so-and-so's falling in love while we're trying to survive on yeah. the island. Whereas Hatchet, he's just like, I had to, to eat a rabbit today. Yeah. It's just a very different vibe. Than, it is. Uh, it is. I mean, it, it, if you think about it, I mean, Hatchet was written at a time when youth fiction was really developing. Yeah. Like it's one, I, I'd say it's probably one of the first real, like, young adult type novels. Yeah. And it's changed so much mm -hmm. like if you think about how much young adult fiction has changed in the past 20 years mm -hmm. it's it's nuts it's wild and, and it definitely draws more sometimes into adult themes or you have a more serious survival type book yeah that's drawing on themes that in the past you might have just gotten out of like sweet valley high so it's kind of doing interesting blends and more complex yeah, storylines that's true there is a lot more genre mm -hmm. Okay, the next one is The Survivalists by Kashana Kali. Um, this is a very new book. Uh, it's actually on our new bookshelf at Waverly if you're interested. Unless it's off already because someone's borrowed it. This could be. Uh, in the wake of her parents' deaths, uh, Aretha, a habitually single black lawyer, has had only one obsession in life, success, until she falls for Aaron, a coffee entrepreneur. Moving into his Brooklyn brownstone to live along with, uh, oh, to live along with his Hurricane Sandy traumatized illegal gun stockpiling <laughs> optimized soy protein eating bunker building roommates. <sighs> yeah, I breathe. Think, I think my pause beforehand was warranted. There. Oh yeah. Um, Aretha finds that her dreams of making of making partner are slipping away, replaced with a underground world, one of selling guns and trading for a dooms. Training for a doomsday that may be just around the corner. Uh, it says, for readers of Vicky Laval's The Changeling, Paul Beatty's The Sellout, and Zakiah Harris's The Other Black Girl, this is a darkly humorous novel from a smart and relevant new literary voice. It's packed with tension, curiosity, and wit, and unafraid to ask the questions most relevant to a new generation of Americans. Does it make sense to climb the corporate ladder? What exactly are the politics of gun ownership? And in a world where it's nearly impossible for young people to earn enough money to afford stable housing, what does it take in order to survive? So this is interesting because it's prepping for yeah. doomsday. And it sounds like it doesn't sound like there's actually going to be a doomsday or where there's not surviving. like imminent. Yeah, it's more about. Like, and especially based on that last paragraph there, mm -hmm. it's more about literally surviving in today's world 
and how you have to the choices that have to be made and yeah. and I, I think like aside from the politics of gun ownership because that's less of an issue in Canada at least right now mm -hmm. um, that the other questions are really relevant like thinking about the corporate ladder yeah um, stable housing mm -hmm. are, are huge concerns in Canada as well yeah for everybody and I think we yeah you're right it's I mean it's well beyond North America yeah um, and we often see changes happening in countries that then affect other countries, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's while it talks about America, I think it is um, probably relevant for all of us. Mm -hmm. And honestly, preppers fascinate me. I uh, I think I went through a brief period where I was like, I need to prepare just in case the world ends. Was that like at the beginning of COVID when I, there was no toilet paper? You know what? No, it was after I read The Hunger Games. I was <laughs> uh, one of those teenagers. I was like, I need to buy, my sister makes fun of me hardcore for this. I was like, I'd like to get bow and arrow training. And she's just like, is it because of The Hunger Games? I was like, yeah. You know, also, listen, Julie, this is important. Also, if the world comes to an end, we're going to run out of bullets and our guns and we're going to need to hunt for food. It's fair. I mean, I have hunting spears at home. There, whoa. Cool. Random things that come up and read those next. Um, they're from yeah, Madagascar. It's from when I lived there when I was younger. So yeah. they're like, they're That's not cool. where my child can get to them. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but I do have spears if we need them. And I <laughs> do also, you have a spear safe? No. I just have a space where he can't get to them. <laughs> That's so funny. Can you imagine? You're like, and here's my spear, my spear safe. <laughs> I know, right? And archery is really fun. Yeah, no, I, when we, I've only ever done it in high school and I think like in, gravel pit somewhere yeah but yeah it's always cool yeah anyways i think julie will one day regret regret saying i shouldn't have learned that she made fun of me hardcore for it she's like what do you think the zombies are coming i was like i don't know man anything could happen fair so your next vacation has to have archery in it we're making plans <laughs> um our next title is actually really appropriate as we say this and this is for you julie not if i save you first with my archery skills <laughs> by ali carter <laughs> ali carter for those that don't know one of my favorite ya authors she wrote heist society um which is about art thieves and she also wrote um if oh, this only the good spy young which mm. is a spy series um and then a couple i think she wrote like a political mystery one as well which i wasn't too into but she's really good so i'm excited about this one awesome so uh this is about a girl stranded in the middle of the alaskan wilderness with the boy who wronged her oh my goodness yes and an assassin's gonna move in so mm. here we go maddie and logan were torn apart by a kidnapping attempt when they were young they were only kids logan's dad was potus and maddie's father was a secret service agent meant to guard him <gasps> The kidnappers were stopped, but Maddie was whisked off to Alaska with her father for safety. Maddie and Logan had been inseparable. Then she never heard from him again. Sad. Pretty sad. Now it's a few years later. Maddie's a teenager used to living a solitary life with her father. Because she's like a tough off and good girl. <laughs> it's quiet until Logan is sent to join them. After all this time without any word, Maddie has nothing to say to him. Until their outpost is attacked and Logan is taken. They won't be out of the woods until they're out of the woods. Yeah. Hot alert. And Maddie's managed to thwart the foes and reconcile with Logan. Ooh. I like that because it's not, like, I, I thought they were going to be like, oh, there's a little bit of romance. And there could be, but it yeah. feels very much centered on Maddie's survival. Yeah. And Logan's just like, well, and it's like, and it's this interesting thing, right? Like, 
Logan's dad was the president of the U.S. And Maddie's dad is like the tough secret service agent. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's clearly. Sorry, Logan. It seems like she's the more capable. Yeah, she's going to save you. him first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds sounds good. I, and I mean, a little sassy. Allie Carter is just amazing. I really like her, her stuff. Um, okay. This last one is No Accident by Laura Bates. Uh, this one and The Survivalists, and I'm just trying to remember, The Island and Edward are all adult fiction, just for those that are want to. You can kind of tell by the themes of them. The ones that have romance are... Although Dear Edward was like a little hard to tell if it was an yeah, adult because actually, of the age of the main character, right? Because he's 12 when the plane goes down, but we mm. don't know if it's happening. It's not really clear if it's happening yeah. to like 12, 13 year old Edward or if yeah. this is older Edward still feeling like he's in yeah. the sky. So read it. Let us know. Yes, please uh, comment on our social medias <laughs> and our YouTube videos. Uh, okay, so like I said, No Accident by Laura Bates uh, looks pretty good. Um, no matter how you try and hide it, the truth will always come out when a small plane. Small plane crash ends with a group of... Se- oh, no, this is a YA. I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, a group of seven teens wash up on a deserted island. Their first thought is survival. With supplies dwindling and the fear of being stranded forever becoming more of a reality, they quickly discover that being the most popular kid in high school doesn't help when you're trying to... When you're fighting to stay alive. And when strange and terrifying accidents start to occur all around them, the group realizes they are being targeted by someone who was on the plane. And the island isn't their only danger. A a terrible secret from a party the night before the fight, no, flight, (laughs) has followed them ashore. And it's clear that someone is looking for justice. Now survival depends on facing the truth about the party. Who was hurt that night and who let it happen? It's interesting. It says it's a small plane. So yeah. they're implying that it's one of the 17s. Yeah. That is doing these bad things. It's very. Um, I love to on the cover that it says uh, the island will be their judge. Mm. Um, it's interesting, though, but too, because just because it's about teens doesn't always mean it's young adult. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking in terms of. Not necessarily always books, but like, but television. The show Yellow Jackets is about teens. I watched it. I don't know intense. if you'd enjoy it. I it's like pretty intense and scary. <laughs> Not for me. Then. I think you should stick with Owl Hemsley. You'll be happy. Oh, I do need to. I need to start that. Yeah, I was watching. We uh, with the teens. They've been putting me on to some good shows, especially anime. Nice. They're really good. Go watch Animate with me on at Mary J if you're interested and you're a teenager. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a program. It's about, you know, a plane crash and teen soccer players who oh, survive. It's the same kind of idea. Same kind of idea. Things are happening. But it also, like, there are very adult themes. Yeah. Um, and it won't ruin it for people who haven't watched the show because it's it's evident from the beginning that... Some people do survive this time in the wilderness uh, because it goes back and forth between their current lives and the crash. Oh, interesting. So you don't, and they're there for a long time. Like they're there through winter. Oh. A lot happens and you see how much it's affected those who survive in their future yeah. lives. Or at least That's certain. interesting. It's interesting. It's intense. 
it is for me not a show that I can like watch a lot of at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect example. Yeah. I, I, fan, not fantasy. Um, I find a lot of survival and it's interesting when you read a book and you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, you read a book and you're like, why is this an adult fiction? Mm-hmm. And why is this a YA fiction? Because sometimes I read it and I, I don't know. Have you read Naomi Novik's um, Sholomance series? No, I haven't. It's about these kids who are at a magic school that's protecting them from demons, essentially. They're not really demons, but whatever. They eat magic. Okay. So they chase the kids because they have the magic. I have no idea why it's in the adult fiction, but it's Interesting. only listed as that. It's and then there are sometimes teenagers. things that are like in the young adult because it features teenagers, but like the themes are really heavy and you wouldn't necessarily feel confident yeah. with a like 13 or 15 year old reading. There's them. A, the new adult genre is very interesting because it really makes placing books tricky because when you, especially here, there was a series where I, I was looking, I'm in a, a teen um, librarian discord and they were saying, hey, just so you know, if this is on your shelf, this is like a direct quote from it. And it was like 18 plus. Like I was yeah. like, this should not be in the teen area. So, but it's listed as new adult, but it's like, it's New not. adult, I tend to lean towards putting in the adult collection yeah. because it really is hitting that 18 to like yeah. 30 maybe. Yes. Yeah. And, but if you're like older than 30, you can read it too. But that, I feel like that's sort of where it's pitched. Yeah. It was very interesting. So I think we ended up moving that in our, I feel like we actually talked about the specific book. Probably. Because this is ringing a bell about things we were moving around. It was bad. It was like, whoa. Because apparently it was, I think it was a trilogy. And like the first book was pretty fine to be in YA. And then it was just like, you know what? We've seen that happen too. We are really digressing this week, but we're having a lot of fun. So we're going with it. (laughs) Um, But we've had, as the characters in books progress, it starts Mm. very strongly as a children's book yeah and then themes by sometimes the fourth or fifth yeah yeah are much more young adult yeah so yeah percy jackson has done a very good job of kind of staying in the grade that they wanted to while also intensifying the plot kudos to rick riordan (laughs) (laughs) so with that i mean this is just sort of one of those things that you know we'll we'll share with you whether these are an adult book or a young adult book um, but be aware that sometimes it's it's hard to really place them and you should read what you love. Yeah. But anyways, those are our, all of our survival ones. I think we're over our time. If we're not, I'll be surprised. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'll wrap us up unless you have anything else to add. No, that's everything for me. Thanks. Okay. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. We're at TBAPL across the board. Uh, you can catch our show notes in case you miss titles or authors at our blog, which is www.tbplofftheshelf.com. And yeah, we will see you all again in two weeks for our last episode of the season and our summer recap. So yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Take care.